Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about If This Was a Movie from Speak Now Deluxe Edition. Yes, and today we are discussing the song Illicit Affairs from Folklore. We're back to folklore. What? It's been a while. It has. Hoax. Hoax. I left it up. Illicit Affairs is the 10th track on Folklore. Folklore was released on July 24th, 2020, and this song was co-written by our guy, <laughs> Jack Antonoff. Our guy, Jack Antonoff. And we will be seeing Bleachers yeah, in July. this summer uh, yeah. in New York City. Yeah, and if any of our listeners are going to be at Radio City at that show, let us know. Woohoo! Cool. And who knows, maybe Taylor will be there and we'll just become friends. Oh my god. <laughs> Stupid. This is how it works. <laughs> Illicit Affairs has not been played live, but it was played during Taylor's documentary at the Long Pond Studio Sessions. Really cool to see that studio version with her and Aaron and Jack together with their triple guitar playing. Yeah. It's it's a really cool rendition of it. Yeah, and just like their connections as musicians and mm-hmm. collaborators and friends and I just was thinking again like what a gift it is that we got those long pond sessions. Ugh, just I mean folklore a gift. To yeah, us truly. In, in, in a time <laughs> when we needed it so badly. I mean, when we think back to when folklore came out, we didn't have Fearless Taylor's version. We didn't Mm-mm. have Red Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Evermore. We didn't even realize Evermore was a thing. Yeah. Like, it was just folklore. And it was new. And it was here for us during the pandemic. And it will forever be an incredibly important album to yeah. us. Holy moly. So good. And also just of the time, too. And that, I mean, it makes sense that she was given Album of the Year. It was such yeah. an album of that year. Of that, for sure. It is the album of 2020. Yeah. Devin, mm-hmm. what do you think about Illicit Affairs? I love this song. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I forget how much I love it until I, I'm hearing it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, I love this song. You know, all of folklore is just really special. And this song is just so heartbreakingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like the correct descriptors for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I feel that. Heartbreaking, beautiful, bittersweet, just it is such a beautiful song to listen to about such a complex and difficult situation. Mm-hmm. The guitar makes this song. Yeah. That's it. This song would not be the same without that picking. I mean, it is just so good (laughs) and so pleasing to the ear. I want to learn how to do it, but it looks really hard because when they're doing it on the long pond session, their their fingers are moving so fast. Yeah, (laughs) because it's it's sixteenth notes. It's I mean, it is so good. And on the Long Pond documentary, both Jack and Aaron are doing the picking Mm -hmm. together. I guess they're doing different rhythms or different notes, Mm. but they're going at the same time. Really, really, really cool. I mean, both of them, both Aaron and Jack, are ridiculous guitar players. Like, they're super, super good. I mean... Aaron, I was just rewatching the Grammy performance Mm -hmm. with uh, with the mashup of cardigan and into august into willow and they're such consummate musicians Mm -hmm. and aaron i mean 
both of them can like play like any instrument it yeah, seems it's so like impressive. they just play so much you know yeah. and, and they just hear it all in their oh, head oh god they're yeah. both just so wonderful and the two of them make this album even better yeah like so much better and every time this song comes on i just get lost in it her voice is haunting and gorgeous the lyrics are devastating. Mm-hmm. I love how she pops up the octaves uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the sentences. So the hood over your head, keep your eyes down. Yeah, when she when she pops up, and it's it's interesting that she thinks in that line that like down is the is the most important word, but she's also popping up an octave. So it's actually the opposite of what the word is. Huh, that's interesting. But then she also goes up on high, too. Mm -hmm. A mercurial high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a really interestingly crafted lyrical line and melodic Mm. line. And I really like that about it. The build of the song is so good, too. The second verse has these synths that go... (laughs) So... Good. It gives it this extra ambiance, like this really bitter. It sounds bittersweet. That like, mm, it's like, oh, it's so good. I gotta listen for that because I didn't. Oh, I didn't it's hear so that. good. It's so good. <laughs> and then the build into the bridge, which is just so good. Mm-hmm. And then the line, a dwindling mercurial high, which yeah. of course everybody was like, what is this line? Yeah, the line of lines, which I only just looked up the definition for mercurial. Mm-hmm. Which is subject to sudden or unpredictable changes of mood or mind. A dwindling mercurial high. So it's this dwindling feeling that can constantly change. Mm. That high can change with the person's mood. Mm. So it's like really fun. And the idea of dwindling too, that like maybe it used to be heightened high mm-hmm. and now like you don't get that same feeling. Now that we're towards the end of the affair mm-hmm. or we're at the end of the affair or they're having a conversation about their affair because obviously the line, you know, in we were what starting beautiful rooms ends in parking lots. That's how kind of affairs happen, you know, mm. like they, or they can happen. It's so beautiful and, and magical mm. and, and dangerous. Swept off your feet. At first yeah. and then it turns into you're hiding something and you're you're quickly getting into somebody's car and nobody can see Mm. and it's oh it's just so good and then the final line Mm -hmm. and you know damn well i would ruin myself a million little times yeah just because she will do this over and over and over again she loves this person so much even though she's gone through so much pain and hurt both of them have yeah in this relationship and yet she would do it again and again and again for this person yeah is heartbreaking yes <laughs> and and then you just think of the other person who they are having this affair against or uh, you know and you're like do they know are they singing this song because the other person's partner found out and so they just told the singer that they found out and so they're now singing this to that person i i love equating it with the mm-hmm. with the original theories of betty and james oh uh, yeah which we and Augustine. Just, like, had that whole idea that, like, all yeah. folklore was about the love triangle. Right. Yeah. Well, it wasn't our idea. It was uh, an idea oh, on the internet. Yeah, an but... idea on the internet we found. <laughs> but we ran with it, and we oh. listened to the album in that way. Yeah, and it's still really cool to listen to it that way. 
And it does. This song totally fits Mm -hmm. in that narrative. Yeah. Like, this is one of the main ones that fits in that narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable song. Like, it's it's so good. Yeah. And the outro. Okay, I'm sorry. I've, I've, like, rambled for so long. How about you? (laughs) What do you think of this song? I know you love this one. This song is so good. You know, I think because it's on the second half of Folklore, I feel like I don't listen to it as often as other songs from folklore or it doesn't get as much like Mm -hmm. hype yeah but then whenever i do hear it i'm just reminded of like how good it is this is a very well crafted song yeah i agree with you that the guitar is just really beautiful in the song it's kind of like light and airy and then taylor's voice is just full of so much emotion Mm. yeah and i agree i like the way how she goes up at the ends of certain lines and the way the emphasis is and then also in contrast to when she goes down and the sadness of those parts and then it's just really really stunning lyrically and she just depicts the feelings and the hurts of a relationship like this in such a real way and like she uses these specific instances which we've talked about Mm -hmm. are such a taylor thing that are very visual so the idea of like the hood over your head keep your eyes down and the perfume that you leave on the shelf because you picked it out just for him but you can't leave a trace behind right and it's just so visual that you like get the feelings and the emotions and the pain from it Mm. even if you like have never experienced those emotions this Mm -hmm. song you feel it it's like painful yeah and i love how taylor returns to a theme she explores a lot, which is this idea of love as a drug. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's explored it before in both reputation and lover in different ways, which you've actually have discussed yep. on this podcast. Yep. And then she explores it in even another angle here with uh, the lyric that you brought up. Take the words for what they are, a dwindling mercurial high, a drug that only worked the first few hundred times. Ugh. And it's this idea that love can blind you from the truth of a situation or from knowing you were being hurt, and that the words from someone you love are very powerful, but they can ultimately lose their meaning if the actions don't line up. Mm. So I think that idea, a drug that only worked the first few hundred times, like the thrill of it, and what they said, and the love, it only works until it doesn't. Yeah. And until maybe they aren't going to leave their other partner for mm-hmm. you, or maybe they also just like the thrill of it, but didn't actually like you or love you mm-hmm. in that same way. I think it's just, it's really cool. She can explore these different ideas from so many angles. Oh, I just, I, know. I love that. I also think that this is one of Taylor's best bridges ever. Really? I do. I wow. do. There's just so much raw emotion in it. Yeah. It just breaks from the sadness and the hurt of the song to get like very raw and angry. Yeah. And I think it rounds out the song really well. Yeah. Like, I feel like without this bridge, the song isn't as good as it I is. I agree. Yeah. And I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. go for it. And just, I love singing it. Like, you know, we'll get into this in really, but I've never been in an illicit affair. But when I'm singing this song, I feel that bridge. Yeah. Like, you know, let it all out, girl. And then I think also the background vocals during the bridge really add the layers to the song. The harmonies, yeah. Yeah, especially when they drop out for that last line Mm -hmm. where she sings, and you know damn well, for you I would ruin myself a a million little times. Mm -hmm. It's like confessional at the end, and she's kind of resigned, and it's like a journal entry. Yeah. I love it. The journey of this song Mm -hmm. is wild. It's really, really well crafted. I think it's it's just a fantastic song. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, because with all that pain and anger that she throws at this person in the bridge, she's resigned at the Mm -hmm. end that she will do it 
a oh, million again. times yeah. over. It seems like she has fallen in love or she's gotten in way deeper than she thought she would. Yeah. 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 Ugh. And even if like the idea of love is a drug too, she's also maybe addicted to yeah. the feeling, to that person, to that, that, that relationship. That person gives them. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. I know. Devin. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Do you relate to this song? So I think the only thing I really relate to in this song is the line, don't call me kid. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, as all of our Instagram followers know (laughs) by any of the pictures that they have seen of me, I look very young for my age. Mm. I have gotten that line, oh my god, you you look so young for your age, like my entire life. Yeah. And I get carded at bars, I get told that I look younger than I am, and I'm sure at some point it will be really great. Yeah. I'll I'll be 80 and I'll look like I'm 30. (laughs) And it'll be super awesome. Right now, I find it really annoying. Yeah. Because I'm at a point in my life where I would like to be looked at as an adult. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Because I just got married and, like, (laughs) we have a house. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, granted, with masks now, it makes it a lot easier. You know, I I don't look as young with the mask on, you know, because you, you, you can only see my eyes, which I've been told are very expressive. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. I was at a grocery store getting some alcohol and the cashier took my ID and I said, oh, do you need me to take my mask off? And she said, you have very expressive eyes or something. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I can tell it's you. Wait, what grocery store? It was in Manchester at the oh, Price Chopper. That's so yeah. funny. So whenever somebody says that, I'm like, I don't want you to call me young. I don't want you to call me kid. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Yeah. So that's all I really relate to in this because I also have not been in an illicit affair. Yeah. Like a, like a real one. I mean, as we all know in high school, you know... <laughs> But you didn't cheat in high school. No. Yeah. No, so you no. weren't in a list I, I, I just, you know, had different ideas of what relationships were from the, the norm. don't call me kid thing. Literally, guys, this week at a Staples, we got that. You guys are married? <laughs> I thought you were siblings. Yeah. She thought we were siblings. And she said, you look so young yeah. to be married. We're like, we're 30. Yeah. And I said to him, you know, one day we're going to appreciate that. Yep. But here's the thing. I do look young, and I'm short, so I feel like people always will think I'm young, yeah. but I feel like I'm going to age more rapidly than you are. Maybe. So you said the whole, you'll look like 30 when you're 80. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> oh my God, but it's okay. We're waiting for one day to like look like we're adults, but- One day. It is what it is. One day. Yeah, we're going to have a kid, and people are going to be like, what are those teenagers <laughs> doing with that child? I know, and meanwhile, we're at the staples that we were at. Like, yes, we're short, but we're wearing winter coats. Yeah, like, like nice know? coats. Well, my, I, my I coat's was. like three years old, so it was once nice. Mm-hmm. Gab, do you relate to this song? I don't directly relate to this song. I have never been part of an illicit affair <laughs> or an affair of any sorts. But I do relate to the lyric... Look at this idiotic fool that you made me. Mm. As I know, I've definitely (laughs) acted a fool over feelings for a guy before. Mm. Like, for sure. There's just no way I haven't. Yeah, I mean, you have uh, with me all the time. (laughs) True. Look at this idiotic fool that you made me. Yeah, look at this. No, but you didn't take me for a fool, though. It's all real. Yeah. But, yeah, I I relate to that lyric. And maybe that's Mm. part of also why the bridge, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think... This godforsaken mess that you yeah. made me. Well, and I think even, like, in the idea of heartbreak, like, you know, this character is experiencing heartbreak 
in this way, but, you know, you can feel all those emotions at heartbreak. Like, don't, like, be nice to me if you just threw me away, you know, if you're not going to take care. Like, I don't know. It's a really good song. (laughs) Well, now you get to the segment of... Gossip In the Long Pond Studio Sessions about this song, Taylor said, This was the first album where I let go of that need for it to be 100% autobiographical Mm. because I think I felt like I needed to do that and I felt like fans needed to hear like a stripped from the headlines account of my life and it actually ended up being a bit confining Mm. because there's so much more to writing songs than just what you're feeling in your singular storyline. Sure. And this was the first time that I ever was like, I think it was spurred on by the fact that I was watching movies every day, I was reading books every day, I was thinking about other people every day, I was kind of outside of my own personal stuff, and so I ended up just like, I think that's been my favorite thing about this album, is that it's allowed to exist on its own merit without it just being, oh, people are listening to this because it tells them something that they could read in a tabloid. It, to me, it feels like a completely different experience. Cool. Yeah. And, you know, given this quote and that I'm Gossip Gab, <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that Taylor was able to have this different experience writing. And I think that this is also very specific also to 2020 and mm-hmm. that time we all had to watch movies, to read books, things that like maybe we don't have time in our go, go, go lives. Yep. You know, it was a very unique experience that it's we're still in this weird pseudo kind of, but yeah. even like the initial lockdown, none of us had ever experienced anything like that. Yeah. I believe, Taylor, that this song is fictional and, you know, inspired by things that she was reading and watching at that time and just different ideas and themes she likes to explore. Mm. However, I wouldn't be doing my job as Gossip (laughs) Gab unless I put some fan theories out there. There we go. So even though I don't personally subscribe to these fan theories, like, I can't not share them. Sure, yeah. This is what this is what Gossip Gab does. Yeah. With that being said, so this song finds Taylor withholding judgment about the temptation to stray without ignoring the resulting heartbreak, which is a theme similar to those explored in both August as well as Babe. The idea of like affairs, but mm-hmm. also that they hurt people on both sides. Some fans think that this song could be about an experience of Jack's, Mm. as there are rumors that his relationship with Lena Dunham ended over an affair that he had with Lord. Whoa! I don't personally know if these rumors have much truth to them, but someone on the internet made an entire PowerPoint about it (laughs) that you can find if you Google. And it's, like, pretty compelling, but also, like, Taylor's close friends with both Jack and Lena still to this day. So it leads me to believe that maybe their relationship didn't end that dramatically. Mm. And he still collaborates and works with Lord. So, you know, who knows? But that's what some fans think, that this could be a song with elements of Jack's experience Mm -hmm. in it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because that's something we've talked about before with co-writing and with Jack, especially, is that there are some songs that he could add his experiences to. Yeah, and that, and when it comes to Taylor, none of us ever consider that. Yeah. But it's totally possible. It's totally possible. Especially as she's taking this less autobiographical stand, mm-hmm. and especially with Folklore, where she really took Aaron and Jack's experience and production ideas. Like, she, some of the songs she wrote to a track, which she hadn't really done mm-hmm. much before. So I think that, like, given those things, if they were like, hey, let's explore this idea further... It could have some of their ideas and experiences in it. And I know even especially with Erin and her writing about like depression and the song Renegade, like I know that there are some themes 
that come into folklore that he contributed yeah, to. Of course, so I'm sure yeah. Jack did as well. Yeah. So who knows about the truth of the love triangle mm. there, but it, it it is an interesting idea. Yeah. And then another fan theory was that this was either inspired by Carrie and Biggs' relationship in Sex and the City or Derek and Meredith's in Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Both relationships that either start or have affairs during. Oh, them. God. And I mean, they kind of fit in some ways. But, you know, I, I do believe, Taylor, that this is a fictional story and maybe inspired by the media. Mm-hmm. But those are not the only two shows that have affairs in them. Right. Um, Happens a lot in TV shows and movies. Yeah, and books. And life. And life. So <laughs> I, I think it could have been inspired by a lot of things. Yeah. A literary reference <laughs> oh. in the song. The line, take the road less traveled by, mm-hmm. is a reference to the Robert Frost poem, The Road Not Taken, with the line in the poem, two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Yep. Which is a great poem. I highly recommend, if you've never read Robert Frost poems, to delve into it. Yeah, especially right now while it's winter. Yeah, yeah. I think I learned about Robert Frost in school, so I knew this poem very well, uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah, the road less traveled by, totally. Yeah. Devin? Yeah. What's your favorite line in Illicit Affairs? The line, what started in beautiful rooms ends with meetings in parking lots. Mm. I think that is so heartbreaking Mm. and so real. The overwhelming feelings of lust and desire and getting over to those and like all those things at the beginning of something like this that it's dangerous and mm. and all of these yeah feelings that can give you a high and then all of a sudden you find yourself like a couple months later completely lost and finding yourself yeah in a parking lot like getting into their car and lying constantly to somebody and and hiding and the line tell your friends you went out for a run yeah you know you'll be flushed when you return like it's crazy i mean all the things that you would have to do to like hide it and cover it up Mm -hmm. and then i feel like it's just like it could get so complicated it is complicated yeah and that line is just heartbreaking also the way she sings it is like really great too and yeah it sounds really good musical line of it is like really good and like this song is so good It doesn't really have to do with the song, but Uh that line. So when this album first came out, it was huge. Right around that time, a season of The Bachelor was airing. And Patty Murin, who is an actress, Mm. she's a big Taylor Swift fan, Mm -hmm. big Swifty. Also a big fan of The Bachelor. Also a big tweeter. Mm. She started tweeting Taylor Swift lyrics to memes of the show. And she tweeted, what started in beautiful rooms ends with meetings in parking lots to a, a picture of the bachelor dumping a girl by a car in a parking <laughs> lot. I think it was one of the most funny, clever things on the internet. Like, wow. I still think about it. It was so niche because mm. I know that not a lot of people are fandoms of both, but there are a good amount of people. Mm. And it's just so funny to me. And I think about that whenever I hear that line That's now. That's funny. Yeah. How about you? What is your favorite line? So my favorite line we both talked about. Um, and it's, and you know damn well, for you I would ruin myself a million little times. Yeah. I mean, it's just heartbreaking, but it's also so real. Sometimes when you're so lost in love and emotions and feelings, like that is what you feel and what you would do. And, you know, not on this 
that level, the whole ruin myself, but I definitely have lost myself in a relationship. I don't think I would do it again, but it's so hard to lose sight of yourself and to get lost in that, yeah. you know? Yeah, so it's just, it's a very powerful line and the way it's delivered yeah. and the where it is in the song, like, yep. it's just like, whew. And the song just, like, ends yeah. there. Oh, it's, oh. And you don't think, you think the song's gonna keep going. And it doesn't. But it's done. And that's She's it. like, I've said my piece. Yeah. Oh, and all I can picture is, like, him getting in a car and driving away. Ooh, yeah. After she says that. Yeah. And he's like, sorry, we're done. So visual. Ugh. Devin. So good. <laughs> From one to ten meetings in parking lots. Mm. I had your line there. What would you give illicit affairs? Oh, gosh. So this is really hard because I... Go with your gut. I, I think that I like it more after we've talked about it and I've listened to it. Mm-hmm. A couple of times this past week, and I'm gonna give it a nine. Mm-hmm. It's borderline ten, mm-hmm. though. It's like a border. Mm-hmm. It's almost a ten. It might become a ten. It might hit my top twenty. I mean, it is so good. Yeah, but, but it's so limiting to only give your top twenty tens. I mean, it definitely gives me you know parameters, which Fair. unlike you, you're able to basically give any song a ten. I am, but I don't. But <laughs> yeah. I have a lot. <laughs> I am, but I don't. So, 10 meeting, no, 9 <laughs> meetings in parking lots. Gab, from 1 to 10 meetings in parking lots, what do you give this song? So, I had, like, similar thoughts to you, where, like, my inclination was to be, like, 9 meetings in parking lots. But then I was thinking, why am I not giving it a 10? Mm. And I couldn't really come up with a good reason. Like, okay. other than maybe I don't listen to it as often. But I think that's just because, like, it's on the second half of folklore, but also maybe sad. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm a big bop fan. Yeah. But, like, this song in its own, with its rating, I'm giving it a 10. Okay. 10 meetings in parking lots. Dang. I think it's a, just a really well-crafted, really good song. I'm not necessarily always going to be in the mood to listen to it, but every time I hear it, I'm like, this is an amazing song. Yeah. So, 10. Okay. Listen along with us. Check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Are you an illicit affairs Dan, is this not your favorite song? Yeah. Is this song too hard for you to listen to, but you love it still? Do you relate to this song? Oh. You don't share that with us if you don't want to. But let us know all your thoughts over on Instagram. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content as well as one-on-one messaging on our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast at the link in our bio or podcast description. And most recently, we have a Taylor music video ranking up on our Patreon. And thank you so much to our newest patrons, Suzanne Swirk, Michael Gage, Maria Nelson, Brianne Jones, and Jimmy Atwell. And of course, thank you to all of our patrons. You are the best. Yes. Be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now and leave us a positive five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Yes. Well, next episode, we're going to be covering Innocent from Speak Now. Ooh, contentious. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tate the Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.